Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Black Love, White Power podcast, where we discuss how to love our black selves in the midst of anything that tries to stop it. And it starts with ourselves. So, you know, we have to explain how it came about, right? Because I know when you've seen the name, you may have thought, what are they thinking? But let me tell you how this came about. So we felt moved to start this podcast because we always wanted to have a podcast wrapped around black love, marriage and life as a black family. We thought about the name about a year or two ago because we're black and our last name is white and we want to have a play on on it that way. So the idea came back up um, after seeing recent events of unarmed African-Americans being victims to police brutality around America. We wanted to explore the idea of speaking on issues that affect our culture and how we're dealing with it as a black people and still managing to love, embrace and care for ourselves. So we simply um, want to have an open dialogue around our culture, how to continue in black love, self-love and the efforts we can take to continue to push past anything that tries to stop us. Our ultimate mission for this podcast is to promote and to be about love for all people of all kinds. But we are putting an extra focus on black love and self-love. With that being said, we have three guests with us who we consider family, and they each have perspectives on what's happening in today's society. Our first guest is a wife, a mother, a sister, a friend, a freedom rocker and rapper, social entrepreneur and cultural organizer, an artist for the band, the NLR Experience, which I am a drummer of, by the way, the one and only Neat Love Rhodes Campbell. Our next guest is the founder of Afro Moon and makes hands down the best ginger shots I've ever had. She's also a content strategist, performance artist, producer, and possible doula for her next child. We have Miss Sophia E. And last but not not least, next up we have my brother, father of my nephew, a self-aware human as he calls himself, creative solutionary, entrepreneur, creative director for the Aware brand and Porter Media Group, and the brand architect himself, Mr. Omar Dismute. So let's get into the conversation. And then the reason like we really brought all y'all on, which we mentioned this off camera, but to bring it on, the reason we brought all, all of y'all on is because, you know, I was able to respect all y'all, all y'all are family. You know, we've had so many different conversations outside of the camera you know, in our own personal, you know, conversations about, you know, what's going on in simply black culture, what's going on in our lives. And, you know, the reason why this podcast came back up because, you know, while we're recording it right now, you know, we, we're dealing with another case of police brutality, you know, when it comes to George Floyd, you know, we're currently dealing with rioting, you know, not only here in the city of Detroit, but we're seeing it in Atlanta, you know, we're seeing it, you know, all over the country. And this isn't the first you know, this isn't the first rodeo. This isn't the first time we've seen seen it. And unfortunately, I really don't think it's going to be the last. So really what we want this podcast to be is a platform of healing, you know, not only for us to have an outlet, um, you know, because, you know, after we've seen all of this stuff going on, especially with the pandemic, you know, this is just another layer of, um, you know, just another layer of the stress that, you know, we got to go through on our day to day basis. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I needed as the outlet, you know, to be able to just, you know, converse amongst, you know, each other, to be able to organize, to be able to love on each other and just to, you know, talk about what's going on and how we can stay mentally sane. You know what I'm saying? How we can continue to love our black selves, you know, in the midst of anything that's trying to stop it. So 
originally with this podcast, the idea that we had about it, what it was going to be about was just simply black love, you know, because we're a young black couple, you know, and we think we're doing dope shit. So it's like, and our last name is white. So, you know, why not just play off that little ring? And we, we set on that name for some time, like, ah, it's too controversial. That's not really the direction we want to go. But, you know, like literally just a few days ago, we was like, okay, we need to bring that back off the show. You know, let's, you know, I think it'd be not only good for us to show first what a black young marriage looks like, you know, which we have to highlight, you know, those things. We have to highlight black love when it comes to the family um, foundation, but just out, even outside of the marriage, you know, just self-love. Like how do we love on ourselves in the midst of, you know, all of this shit that we're fighting outside of our doors and internally. So mm -hmm. um, this is what this thing is about. What our plan is, you know, again, this is a pilot. So we're trying to figure out how this thing is going to go over some time. But what our plan is, is to try to bring on, you know, a lot of different, you know, dope individuals like yourself that can speak to different topics, you know, have it be, you know, mental health, police brutality, you know, self-awareness, um, you know, self-healing, you know, so just, a full, um, a full, I don't know, a full directory of, you know, all things black, all things culture. So um, mm -hmm. we, we're, we're interested to see how this thing go, but, you know, at least we'll start from here. And it says a lot for us to call on y'all for this very first thing. You know, we definitely respect all of y'all, yes. you know, all of y'all views. You know, y'all are really in our village, um, you know, and as we are building our brand, putting ourselves out there, um, you know, and create conversation about what we're doing. You know, we're building with the people around us at the same time. So mm -hmm. definitely a family affair this time. But enough of the rants. Um, you said earlier, you think y'all are doing dope shit. Y'all are, right. don't think y'all are doing yes. dope shit. Appreciate you it. guys are. Thanks. Honestly, just trying to be true to ourselves. But now for me, you know, I'm really just trying to come out of the bubble and not only just heal myself, but it's like, you know, we really got to, you know, push in more on the unity, push in more on just doing life together as black people. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from, from the mental all the way, you know, to the business. So I think we don't need, you know, we need a lot of platforms like this. Hopefully this is, you know, a seed to a, a lot of other things, you know, depending on how far this thing go. But anyway, we on, we on limited time. So I'm gonna jump straight into it. So I'll read these things off. So we've been dealing with a lot of pro, pro, uh, police brutality since the beginning of time. Um, you know, there's been countless of actions, countless of organizations that have been working to fight against police brutality um, and really against uh, white supremacy for a very long time. Um, but now, how does this hit differently um, for you while dealing with, you know, all of this stuff, all of the racial issues that we have to deal with as Black people in addition, you know, to this global pandemic? Like, you know, I know for us, you know, we were wild by it. You know, it, it really is you know, is exhausting for us, is really unbelievable, even though we know it's reality, you know, but it's still just like, damn, like, you know, this shit is really for real going on outside of these doors. It's, um, it's a lot to take in, you know, it's, it's a lot to deal with mentally, you know, sometimes I have to adjust to make sure that I'm good. Some days I can take in what's going on. And some days, you know, I'm like, I'm full to capacity. So, you know, I just want to know, like, you know, how have y'all been dealing with, you know, the weight of, you know, what we're dealing with, with first black people in addition to the pandemic. So whoever wanna go, I'll let y'all take I'll let y'all take it. I see all my jump at once. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I got room for one shy person here. Look, all right. Okay. I go first. Uh, so how do I feel? Honestly, I was asked that question before. Um, it's strange, but I like I told someone I we see so many black lives. Um, like we see so many black people die on the internet. We we become desensitized almost. Mm-hmm. So honestly, my 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 emotions was pretty numb. Like surprisingly, because it's like, here go another one, mm-hmm. another one, right, and another one. Um, but what I felt was, I knew that this one was gonna do something though. Yeah. Uh, I felt that just because, like, with the whole pandemic, we as as a collective are already tired because of being at home. Uh, majority of us aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of us lost loved ones, mm-hmm. and so. All this was just a tipping point. And uh, I feel like this one was like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I was numb to it. Like, you know, I felt bad, you know, rest in, you know, rest in power, uh, George Floyd. But I was like, we see it so much. I didn't have the instant reaction to it. I just knew, like, you know what? This this, this one ain't going to go down easy, you know. And, um, and we see what's happening, so. Yeah, you know, honestly, for me, the first few days, I really didn't know the magnitude of what was going on because I was already so full. So he was kind of telling me like, oh, have you seen the news? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm full. You know what I'm saying? I'm full right now. But when I seen what was going on, I, I, I came aware to it when, you know, we seen the rioting. Like, oh, they downtown right now. And, you know, they, you know, police car is on fire. Um, and that's when it really just started to sit in a lot heavier with me because now, you know, not only did we just lose another black man, in addition to what a month ago, actually a few a few months ago, you know, we we lost another black man just out running and you know doing that was a few weeks so, ago. Yeah, so that was one layer. You know, is is this is almost like every summer we have one killing, then the next month we got another one, then you know, so it's just like I'm still not healed from the last time. So I felt it a lot heavier when I seen everybody out there with masks. That's what kind of, you know, it's like, so do we fight to live from the virus or do we fight to live, you know, as black people, you yeah. know, and, you know, so how it, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting time, y'all. For me, I know this one, obviously all of the other ones hit differently, but this one, this one, you know, makes, makes me start a podcast in two days, you know, because I feel like, <laughs> you know, we, it's, it's a lot to be done, you know, and we all have to play our part and it's, it's, like people are really losing their lives. Like it's it's mm-hmm. mad serious. And really, where are our leaders? Well, I'm not gonna say that, but where are the strong voices? You know, to where the young people that are out, you know, um, in violence and doing things that we may not like, or whatever the case may be. You know, do we have the hope of a, a strong voice that will really be able to move us to the next level? You know, past the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Really, like, you know, what are y'all doing to stay sane? You know, like, what are y'all doing? Like, how, you know, how are y'all feeling? Like, is it heavy for y'all like that or? Yeah, for me, um, for me, it's it's definitely heavy, but I've been feeling heavy since, like, COVID has been here, honestly. Um, And so just really taking in all of the energy, like, I've been kind of, trying to really protect my energy because I've been been feeling like the, the, the energy as far as really the last couple of months. Um, it got intensified with um, 
was it Ahmad who was running um and then this kind of just was like okay like mm-hmm. it's, it's something is happening like you said earlier um but it's magnified more so with me just being a new parent and raising a black son mm-hmm. and thinking about you know when he does get of age or what is even of age to have those type of conversations like how how do I process with him the fact that we you know live in an inherently racist society you know and that you know for right now it's like every you know when I take him out and people are like oh he's so adorable and you know it's like what at what point you know, will I have to have that conversation with them? It's like you move from being adorable mm-hmm. to being seen as a threat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's, that's something I've been processing, uh, you know, worrying about, you know, I, my husband is black, my father is black, mostly, you know, my homies who, you know, I, I hang out with and love dearly, you know, who I consider brothers, like, black, are black. And so you um, definitely... Uh, worry about you know them making it home safely and having those conversations um so you know that's something that we've been dealing with on top of we still in a, a, a pandemic you know and even you know going out of your, out of your house in certain environments is putting you at risk of that so it's you know it's always kind of facing like almost like whenever you leave the house, you're preparing for the apocalypse, like for real, that's what it feels like. Um, so I've been, you know, try, trying to really just like meditate, protect my peace. I'm thankful that I'm distracted with like moving into a new place and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do definitely make a really good point. Cause I think that's probably how I've been surviving is being distracted on, you know, the business or being distracted on, you know, other stuff. But it's like, at some point, you know, we got to come up, you know, and walk out the door. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 a, it's a pretty wild thing. And I am so interested to see, you know, the perspectives of our parents or, you know, their parents who is like, you know, this is like, we think we're tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this thing is, um, you know, it's an ongoing battle, which really makes you feel hopeless. Like, you know, I text you a few days ago like i'm so frustrated i feel so hopeless you know and you was like i don't know you know we can still do this and it's mm-hmm. like you know i know those things but it's like in the right now pain you know like how do we solve this right now pain you know what i'm saying um that's why i think it's very important for us to have these conversations you know and just be connected with community that's going to be our you know our mental and emotional right now pain at least for me um, so that's how I'm expressing it. And then, you know, writing and journaling and just going through that whole process of self-love. But, you know, honestly, we've been, we've been consumed with baby too. We've been consumed mm-hmm. with things. And honestly, that's how I feel as if I'm, I'm, I'm not just out here like a full-time mad black woman <laughs> insane. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But for people who don't have that busyness, you know, like, you know, like, what do we do? <laughs> you know what I mean. I got a question. Gratitude. Though. Yeah. Um, like as a as a fellow Black King yourself, like how do you feel, bro? Um, 
I mean, I it's is 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 hard to put into words because it's so many mixed emotions. Um, but I do feel like, um, or I, I would say, like I. I find myself like always asking the question of why, like why are black men perceived as a threat so much? You know what I mean? Like why, like what's, you know what I mean? What's really going on? Um, and like, I feel tired and, and you know, just, I'm not gonna say drained, but I feel tired of thinking about it so much too. You know, thank God, like she said, we we are busy and we can like our, we can consume our minds with other things, which a lot of people, you know, may not have that luxury. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel, you know, I just feel tired. Sometimes I feel hopeless. Sometimes I feel like, you know, um, there is hope maybe when, you know, people get arrested and things go, you know. So it's like just a it's, it's like a, a whole ball full of emotions. Um, Sometimes it makes me want to cry. Sometimes it makes me mad as hell. You know, it's 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 an interesting uh, mix. But um, I don't know. I, I just feel like the time that we're in right now, with you know, of course, we all know with with George, you know, passing away, that uh, that was kind of like the, the the final straw. You know, and the fact that I see the media, it makes me upset when I see the media you know, kind of just use this one example as why people are rioting or why mm -hmm. people are, you know, upset. It's like, because of the killing George, it's like, no, like it's, you have to see what we've been going through this whole time. Like it's, it's multiple people, multiple different types of situations. People are in their home, Breonna Taylor, you know, we didn't, we, we didn't bring her up yet being killed in her own home. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's like, we couldn't even fathom that like years ago. Like, wait, so okay, uh, like a cop is like can come in my house and kill me, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it almost sounds like not real. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a script it's, for a movie. It's very unreal, and it's it's just a ball full of emotions. You know, it's it's even like to the point where it's like I'm happy stuff is getting burned down because it's like if this is what it's gonna take, then okay, I'm happy with it. And then there's other parts where it's like, um, that's not really gonna get us nowhere though. You know what I mean? Like what's the real solution at the end of that? So it's it's just the whole ball full of going back and forth and just really trying to figure this thing out. So that's pretty much how I feel about it. Yeah. And I guess that kind of like leads into like the rioting. Like how do y'all feel about, you know, um, rioting to the point of burning down, you know, the community? It, it, it's just like I understand the frustration you know like he said like you know you get the the anger to where you want to be out there too but it's like um we we from Detroit to where we're still trying to recover from the last riot you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. I don't know if I really don't know if other black cities around the nation have that type of reality but it's like for us we you know I can very easily you know, drive down the street and go back in time and see, you know, the damage from then and how it was just left abandoned. I mean, blocks mm -hmm. on blocks on, you know, communities. So it's like, you know, like, what what, what would y'all say, you know, to the response of rioting? You know, like, what, what's y'all perspective on it? Um, I, I don't agree with uh, damaging the community. I don't think nobody does. Yeah. Um, but my whole take 
on everything um, personally. It always comes from a spiritual standpoint. I know you got me on here as the the Ibadu type, but I'm <laughs> no, but like on, on a more serious note, um, like Carlton was saying that, you know, uh, everybody don't have the luxury of being distracted from different things, but we have had the luxury of being distracted before all this. So it's like, I always kind of look at things. I, I try to, because if I don't, then I will be that angry person. Like every time I see someone who is white and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to have like that, that true understanding of like, okay, try not to stereotype or stigma everybody that has done that to you. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to like writing, because our community does not have a true understanding of what community is through generational woes and just being oppressed for so many years. Our, our culture doesn't really have an idea what a community is. We still don't. And that's just like a real understanding and standpoint as we're building community and then we have these clusters and organizations who put in people who put in time, who live, who will die by it to make sure that they create a tribe and protect that. Um, it's still somebody over there on the east side who running around fucking shit up on purpose mm-hmm. before all of this. So it's like, then you have this and I was like, from a spiritual standpoint, what's in them and how they feel and their experiences mixed up with that. And you know, how the devil works, just waiting to get in somebody and start acting a fool. It's like, oh, this is the opportunity now. I'm mad. Now I got a reason. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this is what's happening. Like that's happening on top of COVID, on top of people really trying to like fight for the right thing. It's like this big mix and it, it's starting to manifest through us not being able to articulate stuff because we trying to balance all these emotions and energy and our mm-hmm. lives too, you know, and really trying to figure stuff out and, you know, not even really wanting to sit with those emotions, honestly, you know, like I know, I don't know about y'all, but some days I'm like, I don't really even want to feel because yeah. yeah. if I really try to process this and be who I, who I am in this moment of emotion, it's not going to be me. It's going to be like built up mm-hmm. pain, like you know, misunderstanding, you, you know, you, it's like, even when you look, you look into elders, like you're looking for help and people who've been through this, I'm kind of like watching what they saying. And it makes me feel horrible because <laughs> they've been saying this, they've been tired. So they, we got the mm-hmm. farmer, local farmers, you know, they, they know what to do. Real tools is what we are, all of us already been doing, which is mm-hmm. investing into ourselves in the community and building tribe and trying to understand that and expand that and really try to impart that and collaborate and fellowship and all those things. That's the, that's the real way to do it. Mm-hmm. So we all can have, be on the same playing field so that when stuff like this happen, we know what to do, how to arm up and defend ourselves, how to, but it's, it's a lot of division, distractions. Yeah. It's, it's so much like y'all saying it's, it's so yeah. much that is just like, 
with riots. I understand it. And I, I did see some people on a, I think it was last night, because I didn't even know they rioted last night. Like, I tuned out after a while. Like, I tuned out last night and went to sleep. And I woke up and read the news and saw some pictures and people was asking me, was I down? I was like, nah. And I saw a video of somebody uh, stopping a white person from destroying a Nike or breaking a Nike window or something like that. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, no, no, serious. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to say like, it's okay to do it. But what I am thinking is, what has Nike, how has Nike made all their money? Right. Who keep my, who keep Nike going? Right. Mm-hmm. right. And and when is Nike gonna make sure that they really seriously step up in a way with like a strategy and plan that's saying no, you can't do this. This is this is our our eco- our economy. This is how we who we are. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. not yeah. nobody trying to help us like that. So when it comes to riots, people don't have that logic and that conscience in their mind that yo. I don't think we need to go to Lenox. Lenox Mall, that's like one of the oh, that's that's one of the popping malls in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the one of the main malls. I think mm-hmm. I went there like years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would y'all tear up malls yeah. and small business and Atlanta be popping with black owned businesses? Oh, why yeah. would y'all do oh, that? Yeah. Why yeah. Like, it don't make it's sense? Over here. Yeah. See, but, well, Lenox yeah. is like Somerset, so right, right. See, but you tapped on some points, though, yeah. uh, Sonia. Like, okay, point number one with the rioting, right? Um, um, what was I going to say? With with the rioting, rioting um, people don't, yeah, well, people feel like they don't have any other outlet or any mm-hmm. other way of getting justice, I should say. So mm-hmm. people feel like, okay, this is what I can do. Like, this is the part mm-hmm. that I can play and trying to help progress something but at the end of the day you know we all know it doesn't really get far actually rioting i mean it may you know it 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 can make a point but will it you know actually change something but to that same point um you know with uh or i'll say the second point that you made um about someone stopping a white person from you know destroying the nike store and we may be jumping ahead here but um, it's interesting because we've seen uh, videos and other people saying like it's not even black people that's destroying stuff. It's other mm-hmm. races that 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 has came into the into the cities, um, specifically out of Detroit, uh, because we saw uh, Chief Craig talking last night and he was saying like some of the people that they've been been arresting that they see destroying stuff, throwing rocks, throwing firecrackers and all that stuff at police, haven't been people from the city. It's been people who live outside of the city. So it's it's like we're in this interesting mix. And we talked about this earlier. It's like we're in an interesting mix where it's like we don't know, like how, how do we distinguish who's for us and who's against us, mm. you know, and who's like, who's pretend fighting on the side of us, but really helping us destroy yeah. our own community. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's like, we're in a really interesting place right now. Um, yeah. Cause the video we saw earlier, um, there was a, there was two black girls who were recording and it was two, I don't know if they were white or Arabic or something, but they were oh, writing Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter on the Starbucks, Starbucks building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, they approached them like, hey, why like 
what are you doing? Like, why are you, you know, why are y'all writing this? And I, I can't remember what they were saying. They were kind of like brushing them off, but mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, we, like black people find, like we, we find ourselves in so many like dimensions of what's going on. You know what I mean? We have to worry about the pandemic, okay? And then we have to worry about police killings and then we have to worry mm-hmm. about racism and then we have to worry about people fighting. Yeah, Ooh. jobs too. And people yeah. coming to fight with us but really just helping us again destroy our community so it's just you you brought up those points and it just it took me there so yeah and that, yeah. that actually reminds me just just a quick saying that i seen earlier uh are we um are we looting or are we being looted against mm. you know which kind of like speaks mm. to that and it is just both different <laughs> right y'all also seen um a video of seemed like an older white lady that was pretending to be in a wheelchair and stabbing people yes y'all like i was like the level of intentionality is just like is really unbelievable to think that you know you can have that much i don't know fear or hate or whatever it is that controls that type of that level of savagery you know to be able to go out in the midst of that stabbing people and then lying and say that they attacked you and then you know to get up off your wheelchair and get on a bus and go home you know like it's that's a lot to deal with you know just to see mm-hmm. that alone in modern day times but um you know i we'll, we'll go ahead and let y'all take the floor like you know how, how do y'all feel about first off i do believe that we should have one band one sound when it comes to if we do have true genuine heart that's fighting for love it does not matter, you know, what we look like or what race we're, you know, what we, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the race that we are when it comes to the this fight, because we really need as many hands on deck as we can get. But when it comes to ulterior motives, you know, like, you know, how do we handle this thing? You know, how do y'all so, this piece? I, so I think so I'm going to come back to your ulterior motive question, but um, with the rioting, I understand. I totally understand the writing, and um, I think it's a necessary. Mm-hmm. It's a necessary part of when you have. Let me back up. So in rep, like when you have like revolutions, there's like different levels to like social social movement. So you have writing, you have protesting, mm-hmm. and you have the missing component, which we always miss this mark, which is why we haven't really moved the needle on a lot of stuff, is you have organizing, which is the most important part. All three of those kind of, all three of those work together. So like writing is meant, is a, a, a language of revolution that's meant to get people's attention. So it's like, if I'm saying, yo, like, it's almost like a baby crying. It's like, if your baby is hungry, it's gonna be like, yo, it's gonna whimper a little bit, I'm hungry. Then the hunger, the cries are gonna get louder and louder and louder mm-hmm. until it's like at the top of your lungs, uncontrollably, soul piercing, like, right. and after I'm hungry, feed me right now. Get, get, I'm getting your attention. I feel like that's what rioting does. Mm-hmm. Protesting, I feel like it energizes people. It's like, yo, okay, like let's get together. We're focusing on this one, on this movement right so right like right now is um you know um uh police reform and you know stopping police brutality so you need the protests to 
rally the people together, get them energized. And then the organizing is, okay, let's, we've rioted, we've protested. The next step is, okay, how are we going to infiltrate systems? How are we going to change policy? How are we going to push the needle on whatever topic it is that we're doing? So I think the writing is necessary part. I'm actually, um, is as bad as bad as it is, it's an inevitable part of when things like this happen. Um, I am happy to see that it's diverse, you know, as crazy as it may be, you're seeing a lot of uh, young people. You're seeing um, a lot of, uh, you know, we complain all the time about how we want white people to be more outspoken. And it's like, you're seeing more white people out at these protests, um, things like that, and holding Black Lives Matter signs. I saw a white person on social media holding like a sign that said like, fuck white privilege or something like yeah. that. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's great. Um, I think that the riots are more magnified and Omar kind of, hinted at this um, or spoke about this earlier, but I think the riots are more magnified because we are in the middle of a pandemic and people don't have nothing else to do but to be outside. Um, the You always have had people who don't mean well, who are, who are going to be, that's just kind of one of the, uh, it's kind of one of the just part of the game type things where when it comes to writing, you are going to have people who just want to act the fool and really aren't really for the movement and just want to be destructive just for the sake of being destructive. Mm -hmm. You've had that. You, you're you going to have people, you know, like that. It's just like, you know, it's bad apples and everything. It's just like when people go to church for the wrong reasons, <laughs> like, you know, um, I think rioting has always been, America was started with the riot. The Boston Tea Party was a riot. The American Revolution was born out of that. So I don't think rioting in and of itself is a bad thing. Um, I think going back to Sophia's point, I think what I'm trying to wrap my mind around, and she, you touched on this perfectly, it's like we don't have a sense of tribe and we don't have a sense of community, which is why whenever something like this happens, we do hashtags, we riot, we protest, and then nothing happens. And the reason being is because as a people, we have yet to figure out how to all come together and focus our energy on one or a few singular things of like, this is our black agenda. This is what we, like every black person in America, this is what we're gonna be on. This is what we're gonna stand for. Um, these are the people that we are going to agree to vote for. These are the policies we're going to agree to support. Um, these are the businesses that we're going to support. Like we don't have that singular black agenda. So we kind of, we kind of stop, like we riot, we protest, and then the energy get the energy gets there. Right. And then it's like, it, it dissipates. You know, it's almost like when you're on your workout game and your healthy eating game mm -hmm. and you like you in it for a moment and then like you just like fall off and you get fat again and you got to start over again. That's what happens. It's and like think, that's human nature to a certain, you know, bit. So I think that's human. It's human nature. But I think I think, you know, our I wouldn't even say our ancestors, our grandparents, like when you had like the civil rights movement. 
they were able to do like we are able to vote because they were able to get their shit together and organize I think because now our society we're so individualized and it's so kind of like clout chasing and everybody wants to be pharaoh and everybody wants to get their followers up and we have all of that and then we also have you know um everybody's trying to do something you know like we're all in five different businesses and doing other projects and other things you know back in the 50s and 60s they didn't have that they like it was literally like I can't even vote right now, yo. So, like, I have to commit all of my time and energy to this movement and supporting this. And so I think once we get to a point where it's, like, cool, like, we can all do other things. We can all, you know, chase clout, build businesses, build brands, all of that stuff, do everything that we need to do. But until we, like, for real be like, all right, like, this is the most important thing right now that we need to focus on then I think we'll be able to move the needle. Mm-hmm. So um, like, that, that's a full mindset shift in the culture. Cause it's like, I can get it, you can get it. He yeah. can, five of us right here can get it. But it's like, if, if we collectively, you know, as a mindset yeah. don't shift, then it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what do we do? So it's like, do you think that yeah. you think it's necessary? Do y'all think that it's necessary for us to have a leader right now to to really see, you know, I mean, of course we have many leaders, you know, mm-hmm. many communities doing many things, but just from, um, you know, just uh, the the ultimate black agenda focus, mm-hmm. like, do we look for that? You know, cause I know that we have presidential debates right now and then we have a lot of pressure, you know, asking mm-hmm. for these politicians to release some form of a black agenda, but does that responsibility hold on them? Does it hold on us picking, you know, a modern day, you know, MLK or Malcolm X type of leader, or mm-hmm. do we handle this city by city, you know, locally? Because I, I do think that's, you know, where we should start with, within our local politics and, mm-hmm. you know, our local communities and go to organize there. And then we can, you know, develop nationally and globally. But I'm, I'm just here, I'm, I'm open, you know, I'm, I want to hear you guys' perspective on do you think we we need a leader that can, you know, stand up on top of cars with a bullhorn and tell, you know, the kids that they need not to be, you know, looting and, you know, to where they'll actually listen. Because I know that some of the older leaders that we have, you know, I don't think they have the, well, I'm not sure if they will have the voice to be able to speak, mm-hmm. you know, to the younger generation right. right now. So it's like, how do we bridge that gap and really what do we need to be able to get to that point to where we're truly seeing progress and we're organized and truly and making, you know, mm. you know so. what, while you was talking and I was listening to you, you know, I was thinking, I'm not going to say their names, but I was thinking about this group, this coalition that's new. Where are they at? Mm. Y'all know, know what you, I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Where are they Who? at? Who who you talking about? Yeah, you gotta tell us. You talking about? No name. You don't drop the name. Okay, give us a hint then. Like, just give us a hint. New. That's here. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I just realized I haven't seen them aggressively. uh, Because under under the it's you know it's really interesting. Like even thinking about this, and I'm like I'm not gonna get off topic, but. I'm going to try to do the panoramic view of it. Yeah. So we had COVID happen, right? With COVID, 
all of, all over the globe, especially here in the United States, there wasn't a plan for the pandemic, mm-hmm. which, which, which blows my mind. Like if I, I worked at a healthcare center for <laughs> five to six years and we had an emergency plan for some things, sometimes it was crazy, but we had a little plan, you know, left a little <laughs> something. We don't have, we didn't have a leader or somebody who would, you know, within each district or within, within each state that can actually say, okay, this is, this is our plan for Michigan. And this is what all of the medical institutions and all of the, this is what we going to do. I just thought that was like, that blew me away that that happened. Then we come to this, which is connected to me the same way that, and we've elevated, we've advanced techno- technologically. We, uh, we're the children of our ancestors who were lynched. We are, we have that anger. We have that fire in us. We've advanced and we still don't have a leader. We don't have a leader formation. Like underneath this, we should have had like, it should have been some underground. Like most people be lying, I guess. Cause I've heard so many people in conversation, especially at the barbershop. Like, oh, you know, they talk all this and like this, this black militant group of people who've been uh, coming together secretly to, where is all these people at? Where is all this? <laughs> Where I'm like, where's all this at? Like, why don't we have like a, you know, where is this this secret black militant? These people who've been all this time like martial arts and protecting and stuff. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, where I just thought like, where's all these people? You no, know, during during COVID, before we had the new episode of you know, you know, race wars and what we got going on now. You know, we've been having a lot of issues with um, our Michigan governor. And, you know, we have a lot of, you know, Black leaders, um, you know, that has been out in Lansing and it's been a lot of protesting out there before this layer happened, um, you know, pretty much forcing or trying to force the government to open back up, you know, because businesses are closed. But I did see a lot of Black militant people out there, you know, because, you know, we had white people showing up with guns, threatening Black leaders. And then we had, Mm. you know, we had some um, Black men show up you know, in protection of them. But again, it's only so many. And I think that what we're dealing with, I, 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 and even for me, because like, I know it's some things where it's like, oh, I would be able to help our community in this area or whatever. And, you know, I, you know, it's some things that we can help all of us, you know, when it comes to leading. But I do think that it may be a layer of fear that if we be so bold to step out, have it be Martin Luther King solution or Malcolm X solution, we've seen how both of those things end. You know, we mm-hmm. see this countless time over and over and over. So is, you know, do we do we give the Jesus sacrifice and put ourselves up, you know, to be taken out if we so stand up for our people? Or do we just fight for our right now family? You know, that's a that's another layer that I think that we're dealing with with having such powerful leaders mm-hmm. then assassinated you know, just, you know, just a few years ago for the rights to vote and, you know, to getting us this far and just seeing, just seeing that whole thing play out. I think that might be in the mental of our people right now and why we haven't seen our new leader, you know, um, show its face. So, you know, like, you know, what what y'all think about that when it comes to 
being a leader with the risk of losing your life? So honestly, I don't think we need a leader. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that, right. Yeah, I, I don't think we need, we got I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think we need a leader. Like you said, yes, fear is one and is a factor, you know. Um, it's a it's a lot of layers. It's a it's a it's a big ass piece of cake, right? But um, like just to talk to talk to solution, like honestly, like when Nick was saying, the organization piece, the reason why the, the organization is missing is because there's no organization in our homes. It all starts there, honestly. Like that's the word. Yeah, like honestly, we can solve everything right now if we just organize in our home. But the black family is broken and has been broken yeah. for so many generations. It starts there. That's, That's why we organized. That's why we lost because our, we lost in the homes. Like in, back in the civil rights days, the black family was prominent back then. But then we have a thing called mass incarceration that took all the dads out the home, crack all that, you know. So that plays a part. So we just don't have the organization. We don't have. We don't need leaders. We actually have people who's on ground zero who's doing the work and, and have been doing the work. But there's only a small amount of those people. You know what I'm saying? Like even with Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman went back to free slaves, but she couldn't she she couldn't free all of them because they didn't know they were slaves. And so Man. those had to get sacrificed. Man. So it's like you're always gonna have those leaders who try to, to try to reach the masses, but they can't reach everybody. The only way to reach everybody is if everybody's on cold inside their home, right? But if the home is is divided, mm -hmm. then so like how do we penetrate the mindset of the home? Because for me, I know for sure it's a cultural mindset that we're fighting against. Everything is a mindset. You know, I in terms of organizing, y'all know me. I'm I'm a businesswoman, and I I deeply believe in you know the philosophies of you know like Dr. Claude Anderson. You know, when it comes to power economics, I really like when you really think about how the world works and global economics and all of this stuff. We're you know we're constantly well you know these last few years we've seen just white power globally. But, you know, we have a reign of dynasty each time. And, you know, this is, you know, it's interesting how humans work when you really study humans. But, you know, a bit of it, I think this is design. And we just so happen to be at the bottom of it, you know, during our time. Um, but I, I don't think it's so like he truly hates you because you're brown. I think it's more so of we're running up against economics. If you're at the bottom of the economic chain, and if you don't have business, you don't have money, you don't have politics, you don't have law change, you know, I, I really feel as if that's the piece that we left off at is ownership, ownership of business, ownership within our own communities, you know, allowing that dollar to circulate within our communities. That's truly, from my perspective, where I believe that's where true everlasting change is going to come from versus, you know, obviously this is our country too. We built this thing, but you know, at some point we have to understand that our our um, our solution isn't at no one else's table. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we actually have to build the table ourselves, which we already have, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, build the food on it versus, you know, demanding something from somebody else. Like if, you, if somebody else's kid come to me and say, hey, well, I ain't gonna put it that way because I'll probably feed the kid. I'm trying to give you an analogy that I don't have right now. But it is really, it's not their responsibility or is it their responsibility to take care and change the conditions of our people, even though it is by their hands or, you know, we can look at this in multiple different ways. But as of now, I think the responsibility, you know, like we're in 2020 to where, and this is our first generation, first free generation too. So I understand it's, 
it's multiple layers and you know yeah, that's uh, one of the layers for sure yeah. but like for us now i truly do believe that we have um more of a fighting chance to be able to take the baton and take it to the next level and i believe that comes with mm-hmm. power economics so yep and, and with that being said like to touch on that last point like do we feel like it's their you know uh duty responsibility to take take care of us or you know i feel like it's it's i feel like it's a balance i i say yes and i say no i say yes because of the damage done over right. the you know such a long period of time and the wealth gap that mm-hmm. is obvious to anybody who has eyes um you know i feel like if if you came and took my ancestor from my ancestor's land where we were thriving with our people and you bring us to another land enslave us let us think that we're free but still enslave us through through jail through through um you know lack of resources through putting not you know uh and lack of resources including the neighborhoods the schools the whatever you know what i mean if if you're gonna do all of that you know what I mean? I like yes. I think you should. <laughs> you have some type of responsibility for helping me get ahead, like and like because you've held me back for this long. So there's you know, but at the same time, um, you know, I say no because, uh, or I won't say it that I just say no. But I feel like we we can help ourselves because of the time we're in, because of technology, because of the opportunities that we do have access to today but like those things were all always there like this came over time you know what i mean like this is fairly like this is still a fairly new thing for us as a culture to be able to go out and start our own business go out and and do whatever to make us successful in life you know what i mean so but you know we also uh, I, want, I want to come in right there it is yeah. i'm going to have it um, oh, they listen to it. They know it. No. <laughs> like, I mean, so in the business, right? So, um, this is the anniversary of the to- the the Black Wall Street bombing. Today. Yes, it is. Thirty first. Yeah. So, wow. so we always have black businesses. Honestly, we have more black businesses then. Yeah. Yep. So this is it's not a fairly new concept. We just been distracted for a long ass time. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, not, it's not a new concept. Um, I honestly feel like. You know, it's a, it is a big difference between fault and responsibility. You know, just because someone does something um, to you doesn't mean it isn't your responsibility to fix it or uh, control how you react to it. And I'm, I'm at the point to where we do not need to rely on them for anything else. And that's been the problem, waiting for help. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the thing is, I made a video earlier, like, once you realize who you are, you realize that you all like you are everything that you need we're every, everything that we need we have everything that we need we're just not aware of who we are but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? we're not aware of that you know and if the home um it, it, you know so the mindset things uh the, the mindset thing uh brie brought up uh is a shift that needs to happen the shift is happening and that's what's going on right now right mm-hmm. yeah, that's good 20 the vision that we're having, the clear-ass vision, we're able to see everything in front of us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
all coming out now. That's mm. like how you have that mindset shift. That's why it's everything like this year's been a total like magnification of shit happening from from Kobe to everything. Like it ain't it's been nonstop shit happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Neek said it's the apocalypse. It technically is the apocalypse because by definition, apocalypse means the lifting of the veil. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right? And I also read a study, not a study, an article years ago that 2020 is technically will be will be the 2012. Yes. You know? So that's why all this shit is happening. And the, the Great Awakening is happening. So I feel like as much as we are experiencing this turmoil right now, a beautiful, more promising time is coming ahead, right? Mm-hmm. In order for something to end, it's never going to go peacefully. It never ends peacefully. It's always chaos before. Um, mm-hmm. before. Um, I just wanted to say that because I, I do feel like um, the mindset shift is happening. It just mm-hmm. expands in this way, but it's happening though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an energy transference that's really, it's really it's is happening. happening. And it's rather people want to, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're here in these bodies and these vessels, but if you don't get yourself right spiritually, Mm-hmm. You gonna miss out on yeah, what you should, what you gonna, should you're be. Gonna be old, you gonna be in the old way of, of the world. Yeah, you and gonna, gonna gonna realize it. You ain't even gonna know where you at. Like it's it tuning in is a, to- a totally different thing. It's not people. It's we got all we got so much around us that's blocking, and people is like stuck on. That's why it's like you you are your own resource. Like Omar was saying, you. You are your own resource. Like, really. Like, I can't be upset that, you know, my parents didn't X, Y, and Z and, you know, whatever. And I can sit in that or I can go make some shots and help my, you know, help my family or help whoever is sick. Or, you know, if I learn something, share that resource with somebody else. That's the playing field, the real playing field. That's the real ascension. Like, preparing this like you know we got this is gonna go we know Mm -hmm. that but preparing this mind so Mm -hmm. that you know when things happen or you make that change whether it's a mental or physical transition you want to make sure you got your in check for real Mm -hmm. because like it's the veil is coming off to the point where people don't even care no more they don't even care they don't care what type of iniquity is inside of them they don't care they want to get it out they want to show that that spirit they don't even care no more especially your boy your boy you really don't care 45 don't care (laughs) 45 don't care and that actually kind of brings me to the point of with us you know waking up and the veil being lifted Mm. do you think it's on cold of what's happening like okay maybe they're waking up and we're losing control because you know here in the united states where you know uh, even just the population shift is happening and I've seen, you know, so, you know, just a lot of reporting on the fear, which, you know, they're entitled to their fear and I understand it, but mm. the fear of this country no longer be, you know, being theirs. Do you think that what we're seeing, what we're dealing with, how, um, you know, how we see things play out, do you think is like on code of a, you know, agenda if, you know, just, you know, white supremacy agenda, you know, just kind of like uh, evolved agenda from where we started from? Or do you think it's just, you know, innocently, 
each individual have their own mental blocks as to why they didn't hear this man, you know, take his last breath? Or do you think it's a, a bigger agenda to fight against the shift? Oh, I think it's, I definitely think it's like white supremacy is losing right now. As much as we don't see that, white supremacy is losing. Like right now, it's like you whack if, if you are racist. Like it's like the fact that we can rock an all white audience and I can perform a song like Black Girl Magic and have white girls jump around to that, like, like it's their anthem. It's like we're, lo- like white supremacy is losing. And I think you're seeing the last remnant mm-hmm. of it and they're trying to hold on for dear life hold on they're trying to hold on for dear life and, and that's it's, it's not gonna work you know it is a, a a definite paradigm shift happening i definitely think you know it's a lot more of us that are starting to realize like we have to be economically empower we have to you know do the work ourselves no one is coming to save us um i think you have a lot of that happening within our own community um but what i'm even more excited to see is how we realize that we all need each other like yeah like if i i i'm a huge like walking dead fan and like you know, this would be much, this whole situation would be much better if it was like zombies roaming around and like, <laughs> it'll just make it more interesting. A little less heavy. But, uh, but, you know, using like The Walking Dead as, as an example, you know, like if, or even like Independence Day, like when you see those alien invasion movies, mm-hmm. you don't got time to be racist in an alien invasion. Yeah. If me, if I'm standing next to, you know, a, a, you know a white person or whoever and if it's a zombie coming our way you know what i'm saying it's like not like we both on the same like no we gotta like take this zombie out we gotta take this alien out or whatever um and i think you're i'm excited to see more of that happening i'm excited to see more of us like yes we have to be empowered as black people but as black people we're not an island either like we need our arabic brothers we need our asian brothers and sisters we need our latino brothers and sisters we need our native american brothers and sisters we need our white brothers and sisters like you know um martin luther king you know his bills was being paid by somebody it was it was people investing into the movement like not everyone could be on the front lines but you need people you know you, we we need rich people I, um, this past like presidential debates that happened towards the end of last year um and you saw like all these politicians kind of going in on like the wealthy people like we need to destroy the rich and blah 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 and like you know the one percent which is you know true economic inequality is a real thing but it's like you know movements need to be funded Mm. like period you know it um you know it's it takes money to do stuff um and i think we have to learn that we're all in this together you know uh, bill gates you know somehow in some way is dependent on me and me on him you know like it's it's uh like we're all in this together no matter what race religion your economic status everybody can't you know everybody 
um, even when it comes to like business, everybody can't be a business owner. Like it's just, you have to be cut from a different cloth to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Some people don't have that bone in them to be able to take risk and put, you know, say, you know, I'm gonna put all my money into this. And if it fails, that's on me. Like some people need the stability, you know, entrepreneurs, we wouldn't have people to work for us if everybody wanted to be entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Facebook has to have employees. Everybody can't be. I want to. Everybody can't be Mark Zuckerberg, or it wouldn't be a Facebook. Like that's just real. So you need. I think everybody. It's just kind of what Omar was saying, and you know, even what Sophia was saying is like we have to. Our job is to individually get ourselves together, so we can be better for the collective whole. Yeah. Like we're only as strong as our weakest link. And so we all have to be like strong in whatever role that is. You know, if you're the garbage person, be the best garbage person mm -hmm. you can because, <laughs> right. because nobody's gonna get nothing done if it's trash everywhere, you know? Right. Um, so you, everybody just has to, you know, get, get themselves together and figure out what their role, what their role is within this greater movement. Right. And, and be the best that you can at that role and yeah. don't try to you know shit on somebody else because you want their role but you're not qualified for that role right. <laughs> like, yeah, find out what it, it is you love and do it that's right that's the real fear that's the the real fear is like stepping out there and again going back to us understanding that we are a resource internally understanding that the veil gonna come off regardless so, you know, you got to figure out and then that, that perspective, that panoramic vision, that takes care of everything. I, I know y'all go through it sometimes, like where it's like, yo, you had these moments where it's like, wow, this is really piercing me. It feel like it's just piercing you only. And then you get the opportunity to just go a little bit high up and then you see all these other little things going on. You're like, oh, let me get over there and do this all right there. And by the time you didn't connect it all, like something bigger has happened. That's a part of something bigger. And so like, it's, it's like, you can't even, you know, and you, you, you want to, you want everybody to feel that way. And then when you go around with that light, people are like, oh, that's oh, optimistic. <laughs> like, you know, like, gee, you just too high. You just too high up with, because you can be, we all can be, we all really can be. If we had that mindset, it, I don't think that social media would be such a, a never-ending dump. And I was talking to um, my friends earlier, and they brought up something that was really interesting about devices and it being divisive at the same time. Like, I, I was like, whoa, that just kind of like threw me off, like for real. Like we have so many devices but we don't have the knowledge <laughs> like we just we have so many things in our hands so many we have access to things we have the luxury of having things but we don't have the knowledge and understanding of self we don't have the knowledge and understanding of our surroundings and it's it's a complete setback even as small as starting in our community before covid happened you know we were still trying to get this out here like like with your brand aware like Mm -hmm. that's it that's all you need to aware and even with that being like people just don't you know and you just that don't mean you stop you know but 
you have to make sure that the intention is is behind it and i think that kind of gets to the point of like it being a solution intention will never fail i do not care Carlton has played on stage with me and I was flat as I wanted to be. But you know what people was doing? <laughs> what you said? Oh, for real? Make sure you keep it brown. What? Oh, you know, like the words and the intention will come out. Not saying I ain't no singer. I'm just saying, starting out a little rusty. But I'm just saying the intention behind everything that we, we do, the movement that we're trying to put out here, it gets heard. It reaches where it's supposed to go. So right now people don't have a real intention that's why it's so easy to get up and go riot why would you want to go right go protest you know, protest <laughs> like speak up that's something you could do in your everyday life somebody spell your name wrong speak up like somebody do this you don't like this speak up develop that muscle instead of developing that instantaneous instagram muscle or that what's on your mind that stupid question that facebook asks you all the time yeah. talking about what's on your mind but then what's after that yeah. after you tell everybody your business yes yeah, that's it you didn't dump some shit on the internet and somebody else scrolling and now they feel that's energy transferring that's how yeah. easy that is like yes. you're jumping, you know, jumping. Yeah. I wonder if people are even aware of that, though, because you mentioned, too, that, you know, we're distracted. Uh -oh. Why would you want to? Can you hear me? What happened? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, okay. yeah, that's just like, do, does this system of oppression has the majority of our minds to where we don't really, we're not aware, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Don't see what we're doing when we go out and riot because we can't even think that far down. Alone, you know what I'm saying and it's like you know I, I have this kind of written in this question which I'll just read it off but it's like are black people responsible for the mental illness of this nation and its people and it's like how can we heal if we're constantly dealing you know with the illness of other people so it's like just simply as a black person period not only do I have to deal with the pandemic now I got to figure out how I'm about to you know uh how I'm gonna, you know, take care of my family, and then I gotta make sure that my grandma don't be exposed. You know what I'm saying? Then I gotta make sure my husband don't lose his life, and it's just like it's multiple different layers that I'm I'm battling, and all of this is external to me. To where it's like, do people really have the room to get to the to the inside part? You know what I'm saying? We we have the the luxury of you know having sound mind, and you know you know we have a circle to where we can connect and you know, we have it here, but everybody may not, everybody may not be on this level. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, what do we do for those people? You know, like, is it the response? It seems as if it's the responsibility of black people to hold the weight in the mental illness of this country. Therefore, we cannot heal ourselves. Of this country, so. woof. Mm, no, this is a short answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. No, that is not our responsibility. Mm, it's good. I agree. It's definitely not. I'm gonna keep this five <laughs> five seconds. Things say I was so pissed off. Um, I was so pissed off on Friday. What I don't know what day it was. I told y'all. I think I either I told you or both of y'all that like, or maybe I just told Bree that I like responded to somebody. I don't even be on Facebook, y'all. I just was going to look at the news and. I just saw this girl and she just like said some shit that just kind of hit me. And it's like all this stuff surfaced. And I'm like, 
Mm. You know, um, she had, it was sarcastically said, she was basically saying, so are y'all going to protest the civilian that shot another civilian in Detroit? Right. Are y'all going to, you know, it was kind of like that. And I said, mm-hmm. well, most importantly, what is your role going to be against injustices of people of color? What are you going to do? And when I look at your page, you got memes up with SpongeBob and Patrick saying, oh, brutality <laughs> and the city burning up. And, you know, you got this up and it's just kind of like, oh, you mad because your AC broke? It's been killing. <laughs> well, yeah, George Floyd got killed. You know what's killing him? Like, you know, she she was trying to, you know what, it's mm-hmm. actually bandwagoning. You know, it's like bandwagoning what you see your people do. And she, I, she probably was like in her thirties or something, but I just had to say something and I didn't even realize that I said it until I said it, until I typed it. And I was just like mad. And then she kind of came and I said, you know, if you, if you're going to do something, she was like, I understand, you know, white privilege or whatever she was saying. And I was like, if you understand it, why don't you get off social media and like really do something? Yeah. I've never, mind y'all, I don't reply to people. I've never done this in all of my years of being on social media, but at night it just, I don't know. And then I went in her messages and talked to her. And I was just like, I'm not trying to argue with you. If you really want to make effective change, then you should do something. Making comments, making snide comments about stuff. I'm like, yo, you talking to somebody who actually had five guns in her face. Mm-hmm. Face down. I've been there. Like, th- that's, not, that's not the answer. You come in to comment, you bandwagoning. And she was like, well, literally, what am I supposed to do with my understanding? I was like, girl, don't play with me. You really want to know? Come down to Jefferson. Come on down here. Like, I'll be your ally. I'll show you. But it's not my job to teach you how to treat somebody like a human. It's not my job to open your perspective. However, I checked this girl's page this morning. And her posts are completely different. I don't know what... Wow. I don't think it came, I'm not saying it's the same from me. What I'm saying is, I still believe in humanity. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the, despite you, how you come at, how you deal with certain situations, you, we're, as Black people, I feel like we, we're, we're born with a certain level of wisdom due to the trauma that we have. Mm-hmm. We know how to coddle people because our ancestors was breastfeeding and they master's kids. We just mm-hmm. already know how to talk to these people. Not saying like, oh, I, I don't need to be talking, but I'm saying if you reach out, you don't know what that light can do for somebody. And I was surprised. Like, I was like, I ain't about to go look at this shit. But people kept liking the comments and it kept notifying me. And so I was like, let me go look at her page. And she had put up some stuff about, it was a 10-year-old boy. It was like a story that she reposted about a 10-year-old boy who ball went over the fence of a white person's, a white person's fence. And it was from the perspective of another white person who was watching this young boy put his hands up to show that he wasn't a um, threat. And he was 10 years old. And so the white person's perspective, they was like, wow, to watch this kid go up to this fence and say, you know, I want to get my ball, but before I do it, I got to put my hands up. So it's something that's clicking in her mind to where she from Grand Blanc. And she told me this whole, I didn't even read the rest of the message. I just read half of it. And I was like, Megan, if you want to do something, be the change, period. I ain't got to do nothing. Like, if that's what you want to do, be the change. Talking about what I need to do. And then she on there tapping up, reposting all this, oh, the empathic black stuff. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm happy to have seen that. Yeah. And you 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 saying um Lord, don't let me draw a blank. Um when you were saying like the okay, so we're talking about the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you you said that she said, uh are like what are we doing about, you know, uh basically black and black crime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not a thing. It's you know, um, that's I, you know I, that's something that they've ingrained in us. Like that's a saying that has been said for so long. Yes, you know what I mean. That that yeah. affects our mental as well. So people like her, you know, tend to think when things like this happen, and she sees so many, you know, black mm-hmm. people or people coming together to fight against the injustice that they always go back and ask like okay well what about black on black crime like what are y'all doing about that but it's like like the 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 thing is in the world wherever you live like people commit crimes in the areas they live in so no such thing as black on black crime it's because there's criminals that live around where they you know like there's black <laughs> right, there's crime so in a black neighborhood. Like, it's the same with anywhere else. Like we hear stories in the suburbs or wherever, but like that just goes back to you know part of the mental illness piece, I guess you could say, of like just yep. hearing so much and like kind of just ingraining that, you know, you believe it. Um, and so yeah, I, I don't. And, no, it's a perfect segue into you know, just the mindset of constantly showing black bodies dead on, you know, on TV. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And not only what that does and it says to us and says to that young black boy who has to put his hands up, you know, before he go retrieves his ball, that's really his reality. But just even on the other side of that, you know, it's on cold to agenda to continue to show, you know, these black bodies, you know, like mm. I'm gonna try to kind of speak on that because it really just blows my mind. And I, you know, I had to go back in, you know, and try to find like, do, do we see other racist dead bodies shown all over mm. 2475? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it, why is it okay? You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's, that's trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. Like, and not to and just then, show it, but replay yeah, it. Right? Replay it over. over again. And then why is that okay? Happened at the end of it. Like, we actually yeah. seen the video. Like, we were there. We're eyewitness at this point. It don't matter yeah. what words was exchanged before. You just took this man's life and you showed it to us and then said, fuck what y'all talking about. They're still not either going to go to jail or get prosecuted for it. So it's like that story just simply behind all of that. How do y'all think that's playing on the mentality of black people, our babies, and then just even on the other side of um, the, the, the oppressors or the people or the policemen that are actually doing it? Like, you know, mm. justification to do it because I know nothing's going to happen to it. So it's like, how do we speak to the mentality of what that does when we continue to see that? You know, you know, trauma you porn. Mm. Yeah, mm. trauma porn. Um, and they and we addicted to it. Mm. Is that a mean? Mm. What you say? You said trauma porn. It's trauma, trauma porn. porn. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm. Or is that addicted, like... we're addicted to it because it's keep it's been put in our face for actually decades, right? Like we don't own the media, so it's curated to show you what they want to show you. So they're telling you what they want you to think of yourself as. 
you know, in the 80s, we were super predators. Um, uh, since, what was the movie? The, uh, uh, the, birth of the, the original Birth of a Nation, we were mm-hmm. rapists. We, they, so they told you what they wanted you to identify as. So then I definitely think it is, is an agenda for, for you to be able to identify your, yourself as what they're portraying you on TV. Yeah. Um, and even with music, like y'all musicians, mm-hmm. so you know, even with the music, like if you listen to our music, our music is programming us to be a certain way, yeah. right? Because that's what they're allowing, right? It was a uh, like y'all know, like in the '80s, it was a certain type of music. It was more conscious and more political, but then yeah. they didn't want that, right? Because it was causing uprisings, yeah. right? So then, let's let's bring in the the gangster rap. Let's let that be the the the, the mainstream music, and now. Um, black people can hear about black people killing each other and uh, you know uh, and womanizing the, the the black woman de-womanizing the black woman and yeah. like yes the media has a big part of that yeah and that's and that's, that's very anticipated you know Malcolm X said what do you say you know he who controls the media controls the minds yeah like, it's, it's all an agenda like we know that you know? yeah like, that's why you gotta off sometimes like shit yeah that's really to protect that protect your energy for sure it's i definitely think it's an agenda i think even not only for like for black people but it's a programming agenda for everybody all of us are pro are programmed in different ways you know even going back to um what you were saying carlton about or brie about the um police officers you know like them seeing this replay over and seeing them constantly have no accountability or any consequences it you know it makes it easier to do it again because it's like well i'm more than likely not gonna have any consequences mm-hmm. um even if you look at like the whole thing with COVID 19 you know when that was the story that was constantly in the news it wasn't about how many people recovered from the virus. It was about right. how many people died. This many people, 2,000 more people died. It doesn't say 8,000 more people recovered today. Right. You know, it's, right. um, so I think we're programmed for sure to be able to buy into like the whole um, fear thing. And I definitely think, you know, it's okay. It's a difference between being cautious I would even say being a little concerned or like worried, but like fear is a different thing because to fear makes you sometimes operate irrationally. Mm -hmm. And um, I think uh, our media is is definitely programming us to be Mm -hmm. fearful. um, And to also, yeah, see ourselves as less than and to see that for us they want us to believe that there is no hope to this and it's like we are winning you know i think i think going back to our conversation earlier um white supremacy is ending like it's you know it's it's coming to a head um i think our the next generation you know i have a 17 year old cousin and even like my younger cousins like who are like 11 12 13 racism to them is the most the most stupidest thing they're like we'll they'd be like y'all still on that like right what are y'all like like somebody call you a nigger you be like what are y'all doing okay Um, (laughs) even to even to a fault like even to a fault where they'll let their white friends or their latin friends use the n-word i'm like 
oh, don't yeah, you no. do that no, no, and they're no. like why it's just a word like it has no power <laughs> so, like I get the point though yeah yeah and so it's like I think you know our you're definitely seeing you know times change and the media just wants to keep us because if we stay in this state they keep profiting because we keep watching and um I think you know it's really kind of Sophia well you were talking about having that kind of that spiritual shift and like doing the work yourself like if everybody collectively did their own individual work to raise their vibration and elevation to benefit the collective whole we could demand like we want more positive images of black people like you're starting to see it in Hollywood you know like more black women are being in lead roles on television you see like what Issa Rae is doing with HBO Insecure and how we're like slowly cultivating our own content and being kind of the drivers of content for television um you're seeing it even in music where you have like a lot more black people owning their own music their own content becoming moguls um and banding together in that way i think it's we have the power you know like if we demand that we don't want to hear about negative things on the news 24 7 we have the power to change that it's like all right well we're just not gonna watch y'all no more mm-hmm. you know we're gonna start our own network yeah, yeah. i'm sorry omar I, you <laughs> I, know, I know that you um i know you have limited time so i'll go ahead and let you um say your last uh piece i do want to get into solutions i think this would be a good transition into into solutions like even when it comes to you know media pushing this agenda i think social media is like a, a huge component to that shift happening right now um um but yeah i'll go ahead and let you speak to omar just some quick solutions you think that yeah first every day what can we do every day you know to stay sane and then just big picture solution of you know some steps that we can do to move forward or organizations people you want people to look at books whatever you can give to the people um so for me i'm gonna go back to my original point like i think honestly we need to just look at our immediate families and then try to fix like look at some of the holes and gaps in our own family and because i think inside of a family it takes that one person to have that you know uh the aha moment or just that unlocking some information to want to do better and so once we look at families and look at how can we resolve our own household then we just have the intention and figure out what do we want change to look like. Like I think we want change, but what does it look like? You know, what does freedom actually look like to you? Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, have that intention, write down your goals, then figure out a way to team up with other people to to do that. Like, like you you've been saying, Claude, Dr. Claude Anderson, yes, we need money. Uh, money is the other solution. Right. So how do we build economics? How do we build financial freedom? How do, how do we get to the financial uh, freedom aspect of what we're trying to do? Well, we either build a business or support somebody who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? And then like um, we need to start creating things like money pools. Right. And just like the Asians, just like the Jews, just like the Africans over in Africa, you know, they call it a what? Susu. Right. Money pool. We pool our money together. Um, the same way the Arabs come over here and less than months they have a hookah spot or a gas station because they because they do collective economics. They you know they work. 
one, I think if you focus on the home, you kind of focus on inner self-work to kind of self-accountability to figure out, okay, cool, you know what? I was floating through life, I was messing up, but now I want better. So now we make that attention. And then you figure out a way to build wealth, right? And it's only as easy as a click of a button. Go on Google, go on YouTube, figure out how to invest, figure out how to how to um, how to start a business, how to how to sell ginger shots. Like just figure out a way. You gotta have that. Mm-hmm. Then you just and then you learn how to build economics within your people. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's that's a quick uh, that's a quick solution. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate that, King. We definitely gonna have you back on. You know, you're a resource. You know, you gotta give people your Instagram follow. Yes, support okay, that yeah. brand. Yes. So, so, okay. So um, you can follow me on social media at D I S M U K E I I is Muke I I. Um, you can support the Aware brand. We're all about self awareness and self love. That's why we started the brand. Is because we, we figure if we can if we can tie in fashion with knowledge and make and make it cooler and easier for people to wanna learn themselves a little bit more, right? So theawarebrand.com, theawarebrand.com, and at theawarebrand on Instagram. Um, thank you for inviting me. This was awesome. This was dope. I'm always available. I love speaking to my people. Um, and whatever I can do to help y'all move this, I'm with it. So thank y'all. I appreciate your time. Appreciate thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right, y'all. I'll I'll jump in because Kobe getting restless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, I would say, uh, first and foremost, this was dope, and y'all are amazing, and I love y'all, and I'm so happy. uh, Bree and Carlton, y'all are finally doing this podcast. This is so dope. I can't wait to listen to future episodes. Um, I think, uh, for one, we need to fill out the census because that's important. Um, it only takes 10 minutes and the census is important because it, um, makes, uh, it counts you and it helps, uh, I think like $5,000, um, for each person goes directly into, uh, city resources. So whether that's school, roads, all of the shit that we complain about on a daily basis, if you fill out the census, you can pretty much get $5,000 uh for your government to be able to support those things um it also the census helps um establish population for certain areas and our population is what determines how many state reps are in our offices and all of those things the state reps you know those are people who are making and speaking um legislation on our behalf um and so that you know it affects us locally but also affects us um nationally with our national representation who represents us in dc um so fill out the census um i would say get plugged into local organizations who are doing amazing work so you have organizations like citizen detroit shout out to them who um are actively um helping uh, citizens be more informed and engaged what's going on policy wise when it comes to elections and just a lot of things politically um you have black leaders detroit which is another local organization omar was just talking about kind of collective resources they're a great organization where um you can give um a dollar a week or um or it's 52 dollars a year because he has 52 weeks in a year i think so you give um a dollar a week and that goes into a pool of money that supports black businesses right now they're supporting and giving money to black businesses who are being impacted by COVID 
Um, so uh, that's Black Leaders Detroit. Um, yeah, and then just the use this time, we all at home, we all, you know, trying to figure stuff out. So, you know, take some time to one, be grateful and be grateful that we have breath in our bodies and we have another day to get it right. And, um, you know, do what Sophia E was saying and elevate and like search, you know, grow spiritually, um, try to figure out where you fit into this whole movement and this Mm -hmm. paradigm shift that's happening, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and figure out your role and play your role whether it's you Jordan or you Scotty Pippen or you Dennis Rodman or whoever, like <laughs> figure out, like, right. you know, you play. like figure out your role so we can all get these rings together and win hey. together. Um, and yeah, and uh, support uh, We Are Decipher, um, stream, go stream Nick Love Rose music and uh, um, everybody stay safe and um, yeah, wear your mask, wash your hands, brush your teeth, all of that. <laughs> monumental, monumental, y'all. Yes. That's real. That's good. That's real. Appreciate, appreciate you, Nick. Yeah. Um, yes. You can plug in with a lot of, um, you know, local organizations. So, um, you know, even if y'all still, I'm, I'm just going to invite them into your inbox. But <laughs> if y'all got questions when it comes to even just the political process or just a lot of, Things when it comes to Detroit politics, I know you're you're involved in it, you know, which is Citizen Detroit and a lot of other dope things. So, um, you know, she she's definitely a resource of um, mm-hmm. a, a good resource when it comes to those things. So, yes, send it on over. I ain't doing nothing. Yes, but watching the baby, I'm packing. Yeah, you feel? I got the time. <laughs> Yeah, so we appreciate all of your good knowledge you dropped on us. You know, even just taking some of your mommy time. I appreciate it. We're hoping to have you on for, you know, for many more of these things um, because it's just, you know, it's just simply on code with what all of us are trying to do. So I appreciate the love. Love. for me. I will. Yeah. I will. Love y'all. Love you too, sis. Tell me, say what up. Will do. All right. Peace. Yes. In the it's me? best for last. Oh, oh, I thought I was hanging up. Y'all know I'm goofy. We definitely need your solutions just, um, you know, just from the everyday standpoint, like how do we stay sane every day? And then just mm-hmm. solutions that you have from us just from a long-term play or hopefully not that long, but just a bigger play from community standpoint. What are some, some actions that, um, you want to add on to if they, you know, if they didn't touch on something. Um, so, um, man, Omar and Neek touched on everything that, you know, as far, especially as far as like economics and taking a look at not just within your own home, but outside of that, the resources that keep everything moving um, and keep, uh, keep the money in our schools and our community so that uh, we can continue have continue to have a growing generation that is invested in themselves and everybody else. It's just kind of like a it should be just a continuous wheel, but it does have to start, you know, like Omar was saying at home. Um, and I, I think they did a brilliant job. Like a, I just I love black people, and I just love us. You know, I just love that we could get together. So thank you all for having this this podcast and you know it's so many different facets and so many different 
just beautiful layers to us that, you know, I'm talking to y'all as brother, sister, but I'm talking to y'all as entrepreneur, y'all. Y'all are businessmen and women. Y'all are parents. And, you, you know, y'all really want to see change. Um, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that uh, can help during this time is wanting and the intention of seeing some type of elevation or just like change or a positive impact at home and outside of the home. Um, and, you know, going through like the pandemic and anything traumatic, um, don't minimize how you feel. Uh, sometimes you got to take a pause and I'm not saying that you got to pause all the way because the world is still moving. You know, your ass gonna stink. So you got to you know, some days you're like, did I watch up today? Like, you might have been working. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you got to you gotta keep it moving yeah. um, in terms of that. And, you know, having a, a very strong partner. I'm blessed to have a strong partner, to have Trey um, as my partner. And besides his, his work ethic and his, his uh, growth as a man and his input and what he does just for not just for himself, but for others, um, we lead by example. And I feel like we bounce off one another. So now Omar, you know, I ain't really know him like that, but now I'm like, dang, you know, like, it's, right? It's really, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, the, it's just beautiful. And yeah. we got to get that susu going, you know? But um, to, yeah. keep, to keep in mind that just like solutions and, and times like this is to take time to really start internally because you can... And, our ancestors went through this. You can give, you can be present, you can give your 100 game to polishing up somebody's shoes and you, you give me your all and when you go home, you didn't you spilt all out. It's not, you go look in the mirror, you know, now you're trying to figure out who you are, but you're still doing all these different motions for other people. You're doing all these other things to fulfill X, Y, and Z. And you have to sit down and be like, what is this for? What is the intention that I'm really trying to do? And I know these past few years have been important to me about planning and executing, following through, um, and reaching out to other people. Um, it can start as small as you taking your cousins mm -hmm. to an opera. It could be as small as you giving somebody a book or you going to read a book to a child, um, giving lessons, music lessons. You know, it don't, it don't always have to be on this large grand scheme. It really just start with you, you trying to impart some light some way, somehow. And you'll get the resources that you need. I think people don't have faith in that, that it is, it is truth in that, that if you have true intention and you really desire to ascend, you'll get the resources that you need to do it. And you just have to trust in that. But first and foremost, you know, you got to look within. Um, and don't be shy to research, you know. It's okay to be, you know, look at stuff on the internet. You want to be in the know about certain things that's going on right now because things are changing fast. Policies are changing fast. True. Like these bills, you, we have access to read these bills. That's the other thing. I think a lot of people, they read about what's being changed in the words of a news outlet mm -hmm. instead of going to read the bill. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, you, you like, well, I didn't know. We were. Well, now, you know, go check out them bills that be passing read the small print like that's important to understand what type of marriage we really in for real you know as americans and to figure out and strategize how do we pretty much maximize our lives 
where we can be able to travel, where we can be able to go to other places and realize like, oh, this is how you live as a human. You know, I've been living like this over here in America. So just those solutions of tapping into your community, being intentional, taking time for your spirit. So if that means you got to go on an excursion to figure out who your creator is, you do it, do it, do it while you can. And don't give too much. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for saying don't give too much to that phone. Because if you do, you're going to get sucked in. Then next thing you know, you're going to be feeling like everybody else. And next thing you know, you ain't going to be doing nothing. So it's like you got to really be intentional about what you're doing. Get on in that, post your stuff, whatever. Get off of there and find something constructive to do. Because I do feel like this is an apocalyptic time. And it's a, it's a big energy transference. So like she said, fill out that census. Yeah. Make sure that you are investing into your community's businesses. It's a lot of black businesses and it's some white businesses too that are um, paying, you know, bail right now, or they're donating to families who've been affected by COVID or they just giving money to other businesses who've been affected by riots, you know? So it's, it's, it's like a slew of things that we could do, but we really have to have that intention to want to want to be there. That's all. So I think that's it. And you know, the solution is seven. completion right completion this this is a solution you know being able to the dialogue so thank y'all because i talk all day shut me up (laughs) (laughs) listen and that's that's honestly what we're trying to um offer our solution you know like the the solution that i think you know when it comes to the everyday pieces of how people can heal it's kind of what we you know what we're doing it's mm-hmm. that quiet time like you know like this thing is forcing us to sit down and sit in quiet time but we still got the option to be distracted so it's like really take your quiet time and you know just you know to be clay be cliche listen to that still small voice when it's like girl okay, i'm feeling emotional i don't know why rather than just trying to throw it aside and then start strolling really tune into what's triggering that or you know really how you feeling really building a relationship with yourself you know that's really where your you know that that self-love comes in that's really where true black love comes in mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard for us to be able to truly care about the community or care about your husband and care about your friend yep. and not feel you know in the inside first if you ain't checked in on what's going on in the inside mm-hmm. so Granted, we need all hands on deck. We need everybody to be in their positions. But mm-hmm. if we need that moment, like everybody spoke about today, I think it's like we really have to take the, the mental health part deeply seriously. Because if we're running around broken, we're only going to create another generation of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that's everyday tasks and stuff that we can do. Um, but from, from a a big action standpoint y'all really just touched on everything i would just be like yeah. oh, you know i'll just be repeating some stuff at this point did you want it no yeah y'all definitely touched on some good stuff um yeah, yeah appreciate that but um yeah i mean i don't i don't really have too much to add but um you know i just want our people to continue to really know they worth. you know what i mean and i guess that's yeah. a part of you know uh, finding that deeper self, like really mm-hmm. searching internally and really knowing and understanding what you're worth and um, kind of just having that that thought and that feeling for yourself versus, you know, seeing what other people 
say your worth, which mm -hmm. may not measure up to what you feel like you, you know what I mean? So, um, you, you know, y'all touched on everything. <laughs> so, all right, y'all, we're ending the conversation here, but we'll pick back up the rest of the conversation on another episode where we dive into some other topics. So I'll leave you with this quote from Oprah Winfrey. I am where I am because of the bridges that I cross. Sojourner Truth was a bridge. Harriet Tubman was a bridge. Ida B. Wells was a bridge. Madam C.J. Walker was a bridge. And Fannie Lou Hamer was a bridge. And so we're using this podcast and platform to be a bridge and to inspire the next generation. And I pray that you do the same with your gifts, talents, and platform. Peace and love, y'all.